0: You know what? Sunday is my favorite day of the week every week because we get together. We get to come together. I get to hear about your week, right? You get to hear about my week, and we come together, and we get to worship one God together, right? The same God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who said, Let there be the God who gave his son freely for each and every person that who would like to experience freedom can accept him, right? We're talking about the Alpha, the Omega, the First and the Last, the King of Kings. And that's why I love Sunday, because I get to come together and worship with my church family. Y'all know you are, you are just as valuable to me as my family family. Y'all are my peeps. Uh, and, and I hope that y'all... See, Pastor Ian, I hope that when I when we encounter each other out there in the world and when we're just doing life or if you have ever come to our house or we ever do things outside of church, I, I, I hope and pray you get the same, Ian. I feel like I, I can be who who I am. Freedom of who Ian really I don't have to fake anything, right? And, and I hope and pray the same for you. And so I'm kind of getting ahead of myself this morning, but I'm excited that y'all are here today worshiping the King of Kings with me because... We're going to be starting a new series titled Forever Family. Somebody say that, Forever Family. Y'all are part of my forever family. And I hope that you are a part of that forever family with us. Amen, because as we're going to look at and see today, there are things you can't accomplish. There are demons you can't defeat. There is freedom you can't walk into and experience alone, trying to do life alone and on your own, right? It's a dangerous place. God calls us sheep, and it's a dangerous place when you are a sheep out there all alone. And so I'm really excited about this message. And so there's, let me just say, there's nothing like the kingdom of God. It excites me. It's why I do what I do. It's why I love people the way that I love people. It's why I meet and, and counsel people. It's why I try to share the, the gospel of who Jesus Christ is everywhere that I go with everyone that I come in contact with, right? And as we're going to look at today, he, God, He provides through the kingdom of God, He provides that family, that, that, that inclusion, that acceptance. For us, and that family is forever, and that family is priceless. You can't put a price tag on that that acceptance that God gives us through a forever family. Right? And I give God the credit, but I also give you the credit of everything that I have ever, anything good. That I have accomplished any victory, any freedom that I have attained in my life, it's because of Liberty Church, y'all. Some of y'all know my testimony. I came uh, to Arab, Alabama, back at the end of 2012, y'all. I was a mess, and I say that lightly. I, I had I had known the Lord, but I walked away from God under my own choices. Somebody say, that was stupid, pastor. (laughs) It was stupid. Y'all know your pastor can even mess up. I was not nowhere near a pastor at that time. But I didn't have a job, I didn't have a car, I was addicted to to drugs and alcohol again and and pornography and all these things and I needed restoration with the Lord. And I'm so glad that there was a forever family waiting for me all the way from Lansing, Michigan all the way down here in Arab, Alabama that just accepted me with open arms. They didn't say get better first, change your clothes, get some clothes first and then you can come in. I'm so thankful And so every day since I've recommitted my life to the Lord back in 2012, I have been trying to do my best to give back to that family that did that thing for me. Because I love you. I know God loves me, but God shows his love through his people. Amen? And so I'm excited. That's what I want to talk about today is this forever family, okay? Let's look at that foundational scripture. Anybody trying to build a firm foundation in your life, in your spiritual life, to build a firm foundation, uh, we need to use the Word of God. That's why I call this our foundational scripture, because it's something, a truth that we can build upon and get stronger, right, together. And so our foundational scripture comes out of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. And I think we might have even gave you one of these verses or both these verses Last week, and the Lord just really impressed this verse on me, and, and so this message was really birthed through that. But it says, at verse 4, even before he made the world, God loved us, and he chose us. Somebody say, chose us. Amen. In Christ, to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Verse 5, God decided and advanced, and this is what I really want us to get here, this next um, this next statement, if you want to underline it, you want to highlight it, you want to start in your Bible. This is what I want us to get today. It says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his what? Own family. He wanted to adopt us. We were lost. We were broken. He wanted to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus, this is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Y'all, and I I can't even imagine the, the size of God's heart, how much he loves each and every one of you, each and every one of us, the good in us, the bad in us. It doesn't change his level of love because he sent his son, it says, Christ Jesus, that through him, our adoption would be made complete. And do you know, if you actually... Look at the process of adoption in, in real life. The legal process of adoption, y'all, some of y'all maybe don't even know this, you might learn something. Did you know that a legally adopted child actually has more rights than a physical child? I said more rights. Somebody say more rights. Do you know you got more rights in Jesus' name than the devil, the demons, the world, than Facebook, than Twitter, than whatever else? You have more rights because God has chosen you. There's nothing like having a a real child, but there's something special about God specifically choosing you and me and us. It means that you're the apple of his eye. You're the thing that moves him to compassion. Right? He's the creator. He knows what he put in you, he knows what he left out. Right? Come on, somebody. But he also knows that we needed more. We needed something more. And I want, let's look at that first point that I'm going to give you today. And we needed something more. There was a broken process. God's ways are perfect, but you know, we had the Old Testament. The law, the Ten Commandments, through Moses, Israel, lost. They, they worship God. They fall away from God, wandering around in the desert for 40 years, right? They, we, the law, we could not fulfill the law because the law was perfect, and we were born into sin, right? So we had, the, the issue was sin. The remedy was, was sin, and, and God, he said, I'm going to solve this issue in one way. Statement, one monumental event and one in one word, I'm going to solve this issue because here's the issue: every single person on the planet, we need three things. We need God, we need love, and we need a family. In one monumental eternal act, God gave us all three through Jesus Christ. In one moment, in one eternal uh, moment. God gave us all three of those things through himself. And isn't it really cool that all those three things are directly connected? And I put it in an order for a reason because that's the order it needs to be. We need God, we need love, and we need family. And when it's done in a healthy way, that's exactly how it works. I got to know that love is God. Love comes from God. Right? God's got to be the, the, the pinnacle, the number one at the top, and his love flows down. And then a healthy family just nurtures that love of God and that truth of who God is. And we raise our children up in that truth, right? And so they all work together. And everyone, we need a family. We're going to talk about this today today. A forever family, because you know what? Sometimes my family family, my earthly family, is actually the root of a lot of my problems or the root of a lot of my hurts and pain. Because maybe, I don't know about you, I don't have a perfect family. There is no perfect family. But I wasn't raised in church or raised in the Word of God. They did a great job of raising me, but I, I learned a lot of mistakes the hard way, Right? And sometimes, my family, family is is maybe there was a trauma or abuse. I hope not in Jesus' name, but I know that's real because I meet with a lot of real people and talk about these types of things, right? And so that's why God, He's see, He's seen the issue. He's seen we need a forever family that no matter what, they can come, they can be accepted, right? And so John three sixteen through seventeen, right? I know y'all are super smart. Y'all could probably say it before we even read it, right? For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So at the very first part of that verse, he, two of the, the two of the three that we're talking about, every single person needs is right there. For God so loved. We need God. We need love. God loved, so he did something. He sent. He gave, right? In that that. Um, That gift, verse 17. His son, God sent His son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. To save the world through Him. Each and every person has a family, a forever family, waiting for them if they want. Because that's why Christ came. He didn't come to point out our faults. He didn't come to point out our sin. The Holy Spirit does that for for Him, in a loving, compassionate way. Right? That just happens when you begin to follow him, right? And that's because we see that we, we, we need him, right? And so in one moment, God said, problem solved, right? God, love, and family all woven together through the life and the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I love them. I accept them just as they are. And I'm going to prove it by sending my son And I'm going to do a new thing for hurting people, broken people, discarded people, abused people, hurting people. I want to do something for my children that I love, right? I choose them. Let's look at that next point. So because of Jesus and the life of God and the love of God, He's our heavenly father, right? So our heavenly father had to do some fatherly duties. (laughs) I just became a father this past year, and I know there's much sacrifice in loving my son, and I know it's proactive. And So God, as our heavenly father, he did something about it. He went ahead. He did the hard part because he knew that the world was going to reject us. And God, he still accepts us just the way that we are. We must simply just believe that he has invited us and permanently adopted us into a forever family. He went ahead of us and did the hard part because he knew that the world would reject us. And I don't say uh, that indefinitely. The world will reject you. (laughs) If it hasn't yet, just wait. The world, we're rejected, we're going to look to the word of God. And why it rejects us, it's really because of of the approval of God over us. And if you're living for God, you're going countercultural to the way of the world. Right? And it's because God chooses us. But but, but, but God knew that was going to happen. And so God adopted us based on not anything that we've done, right? Or anything that we even haven't done because he just simply, uh, he loves us. Right? And that's the vision of a father, knowing that, he, that there's needs of his children that he has to meet, right? And, and doing something for them before they even know that they need it, right? That's the vision of a father, doing something for his children for that thing that they don't even know that they need yet. Xander has just started to crawl and he is a mess, a hot mess. And I'm like, no, no, you can't get in that. See, I know the things he can and can't do, right? It makes me excited and, and full of joy that he's growing and doing those things. But I know the things that he needs that he doesn't know he needs yet. We need a forever family. You maybe don't know that yet. Maybe you're content with just doing life on your own. Maybe you're coming to church, but you're not really in direct relationship with somebody in church because you know it's easy to come to church on Sunday and you don't have to you can say hi and oh how's and you can be on your way right no real relationship can take place and, and so i want really the i feel like the lord wants to get some people pulled in connected to something real right and our church is not perfect by any means. Don't don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say. But we are a striving church that is trying to love people, real people, right? Well, we say this all the time, where they are, but loving them the way God loves them to help keep them moving forward, right? And that's the that's the heartbeat of this church and the heartbeat of of, of all of our leaders and the thing, the people that are ministering. week in and week out. And so he knew we would need this love. He knew we would need help. Uh, He knew we would need support. And the the only way we can get those things is through the form of a family, through the form of a forever family. And the cool thing about God's family is that you get to experience your victories together. You get to experience heartaches together. We encourage each other along the way, and we celebrate together at the finish line. And one day when Jesus does come back, you know, we're worshiping all in here this morning together, and that's awesome, but how awesome is it going to be when we forever get to worship with our forever family in heaven, right? So your church family isn't just going to die and pass away. Right, we're going to be in heaven worshiping Jesus together in our new bodies. Right? It's going to be awesome. I'm going to look over and see be- Miss Becky just getting down. <laughs> just, thank you, Jesus. She's going to be getting it. Right? Mama Jackie. Right? And Mr. Kevin. Mark and Stephanie, my wife, my son. Alan. Shondor. he <laughs> will be Getting it right. So what am I trying, what picture am I trying to paint that this is a forever deal? We're committed to each other in right relationship. Right? You help hold me accountable. I help hold you accountable, all for one single goal of growing and getting better and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right? That's what it's all about. Let's look at John 15, 16 through 19. And this is the word of God. We're going back to why, why God had to do the hard part. And so it says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command, love each other. I'm going to stop there for a second in between verses. Love each other. How can we love a God that we don't see, but yet love a brother that I can't see, right? I have to love God and love people. To be in right relationship with God, I have to love people. I don't necessarily have to like each and every person, but I can still love somebody the God way, right? I can still honor them and respect them, honor and respect their opinion. Oh, everyone's got an opinion these days, don't they? Are you going to let that wedge of dislike drive in between you and that person of different opinions? and not love them the way God called you to, right? Because God still calls us to love those people. And see, sometimes in a family, we reel this in. Sometimes in a family, there's arguments, there's disagreements, there's drag-out fights in a, in a family family. I'm talking about our, our families that we go home to, right? And our family family can hurt us worse than anybody else, Right? And so the bottom line is, no matter what, if I love God, I I don't have to love people. We have to come together. We have to forgive each other. We have to refuse, somebody say refuse, to be offended, and we have to love each other. This church can only go as far as God wants it to go as long as we continue to love God and love each other. Saved, unsaved. If you've been coming any, any amount of time here, you know that we are very focused on the lost. Because you know what? Before we were found, we were all lost. And God used the Forever Family to help find those people in love on those people, right? So the family of God is, is no different. You know what? I've heard it said. I, I've really never been hurt yet in Jesus' name by any one of my really church family 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 friends family brothers and sisters but i've heard it said that you know church family can hurt you even worse than a family family sometimes and so that can happen bottom line is you have to refuse to be offended there's a book by a, a pastor john Revere. it's called the bait of satan anybody read it heard of it it's a great book if you ain't ain't read it or or look at look it up read it you know the whole, the whole theme and, and thought of that book is, you know, the bait of Satan. He's always working it. And offense is one of the biggest things the enemy uses to get you out of your calling, to get you to enter into a family that wants you, get you to, to commit to a church or commit to a small group or commit to a, to a grow track or a connection track, right? He uses all sorts of things, right? That's, um, that's um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's look at verse 18. It says, it goes on there in John 15, verse uh, 18. It says, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belonged to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. That's Jesus good. Why do I experience this this resistance in my life? Because God chose you. Because God marked you. Because God has stamped you. Because God wants you. And Jesus said, if they rejected me, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, they are going to reject you. You know, when I feel that in my life, when I feel that, that resistance or I feel like I'm about to, to press into to, to, to a new season or to a, a new mountaintop or uh, to, to something that the church is new and we're about to do and I, I sense this, this resistance, I just know it's the stinking devil. And he's mad because I'm about to enter into that promise of God. I, I count it as joy as a, as, because it's, it's, it's proof in the pudding, it's, it's proof that I am God's child, right? The world will, and I say will, reject you, but God has already accepted you. He's already accepted you. And and the world and the devil, they want you to feel rejected so that you'll search for that acceptance in other empty places. He wants you to experience that resistance and those failures so that you'll ultimately give up. Maybe you'll ultimately doubt And ultimately leave a church or your forever family or ultimately stop chasing God or pursuing the things of God. He wants you to find that acceptance in all the wrong places. I go on and on about that. How do we find acceptance in all the wrong places, right? Relationships, drugs, alcohol, addicted to these things, our phones, all ways of... Escaping the real reality that I feel alone because I probably am, and I'm not in connected to a healthy forever family. I heard one of my favorite pastors. uh, He was talking about social media, and he said, uh, "Isn't interesting how they call your news feed a feed? We scroll that feed." When's the last time you went to your feet and ended up feeling full? When's the last time you did that and you felt accepted and had joy? More times than not you go to that thing and you just you feel more empty and more discouraged and more. Right? Am I speaking to anybody? And I feel like this is our world. This is why people are losing their minds. They're trying to get filled up. And God's like, I want real relationship, not through some other, some internet screen, screen. And we love y'all watching online. We're glad you're online watching us. Let me double back. We love you. But there's, and doing church is, y'all remember going through COVID at the beginning, doing church online, it met a need, right? It was great that we could do it, but there's, it goes back to my point that there's nothing like doing church together right? It's great, but it's just, it's just different. It's because God calls us into relationship, right? Let's look at John 16, 31 through 33. It says, do you now believe, he says. We just simply have to believe that God's adopted us. Jesus replied, at a time is coming, and in fact it has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, but my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have What peace. You may have peace. That's what our world needs. That's what we spiritually need. That's what our families, our families that we go home to need. In this world, you will have trouble, but here's the good thing. Take heart, for I have overcome the world. The world may reject you. The world may despise you. The world may try to cancel you. But Jesus Christ says, I've canceled your sin, I've canceled your debt, and I've raised you, and I've appointed you, and I've promoted you, and I've blessed you in Jesus' name. Fear not, for I, Jesus Christ, has overcome the world. Jesus Christ is not surprised with anything that is going on in your life, anything that is going on in the world. He is waiting for you to make a move. And trust him. Your forever father, right? He's our our daddy God. Your forever father has forever overcome the world. Come on, somebody. That's some good news. Your forever father has forever overcome the world. He can't take it back. He can't veto that thing. You can't vote against it. The Bible says that one day every knee and every tongue will bow. Not every uh, knee and body and tongue will enter into the gates of heaven. But every knee will bow and say, You are God. You are holy. I agree with your goodness, God. Are we doing that on a daily basis? I agree with you, God. I agree, God, that you've made me righteous in the name of Jesus. I agree that sin is bad. God, I agree that my flesh needs some work. Crucify my flesh. Right? Your daddy, God has got this. He got this. We can, you know, God speaks uh, Holly Pond redneck. He got this. He's got this and he's got you. Stop rejecting the only one who accepts you just as you are. Stop saying, No, God, I'm not ready. No, God, that's gonna hurt. No, God, no sin is worth it. And you are literally rejecting the only one that actually loves you for who you are. And you are bending and bowing at the knee to people and places and things and the devil and the world and Facebook. And you are just bowing at the knee, changing who you are for approval of men. I don't know about you, but I love that I can just be who God has made me to be. I don't have to fake nothing. And you know what? You can't fake family. Let's look at that next point. And this is what breaks my heart, because you can't fake family. When you are part of a family, you know, you know all my junk, I know all your junk, and I still love you, right? And so there's nothing like the family of God. You can't fake it. When you're of the kingdom of God it's forever somebody say forever it's eternal it's irreplaceable it's, it's invaluable you can't put a price tag on it it's the other than God the father the son the holy spirit other than those things the kingdom of God is your most valuable asset to keeping you living a free life We need God, yes. We need the the work of of Jesus Christ, and we need the Holy Spirit to help us here in this place. And apart from those three things, the next important thing in your life is a healthy forever church family that can come alongside you to help you to staying living a life of freedom, right? To staying free. If Jesus Christ has set you free, hear me, stay that way. Why go back? Right? I mean, we fall down, we have mess ups, we slip up, that's okay, that's, that's part of this journey sometimes. Right? But if you fall down and you're not in relationship with somebody at church or somebody at small group, it's a lot easier to stay down. Right? But when I'm, when I'm directly connected to a, a church, a healthy church or a forever family, then it, it just raises the, the bar of of my life. Right? And and, and you can't fake that real love when you are struggling and somebody is on the phone with you or, or comes to your house to visit you or prays for you. or You can't fake that type of love, right? And I feel like maybe there's a lot of people, a lot of maybe even churches, I don't know, that are, that are, they say that Jesus loves you, but when you come to the doors, it's a different story, right? And so they're not. They're not walking this out, and you know what? That's what I love about Liberty Church at our at our Arab campus. And when we were going to launch this church, uh, almost three Easter's. You know, do y'all, do y'all know this Easter will be our third Easter already here at Holly Pond? That blows my mind. It's been an awesome ride. We're just getting started. Come on, somebody. But, but before we launch the church. I knew the family atmosphere that Liberty Church had. It was when you came in, you, it was big, but you still knew everybody. And everybody was, you, you can't fake that, like I'm saying. And I was in my mind, I'm like, God, how are we going to launch this new thing? And, you know, I don't want to fake nothing. I, I want to love people where they are. I want them to come and get connected, right? And I was like, how are we going to do that? And let me just reel this in. And so the Lord has done that here at this church. You know, last night we had a, like a full-fledged party <laughs> at PJ and Aaron's house. Thank you all so much for hosting us last night. Was anybody there last night? If you was there, raise your hand. I don't want anybody to feel left out, but if you was there, raise your hand. So I think there was probably over 20 people there. But somebody, nobody was counting, right? Kids old people, young people. Hey, I'm about to be I'm about to be Hey, I'm about to be 40. You see what I'm talking about? Uh, and 40, you know, you can feel that. And so, what I'm trying to say is, we got together, no agenda. Yo, why don't you think we prayed? We didn't do no Bible study. We got together, we played some crazy games that mean nothing but the guy still won. We ate awesome food. We got to be ourselves, right? Why am I sharing that? Because that's intangible. That's, that, I mean, not intangible. That is a tangible family atmosphere, tangible family presence. That it is, it helps us grow on the outside of Sunday morning. That just naturally happened, right? And so we need that type of family in our lives, Right? And I'm so thankful because it's, it's nights like that that have helped me through so many tough places and seasons in my life. Has anybody ever had someone from this church help you through a tough season or place? Raise your hand. Hallelujah, raise them hands, yes. If you're here this morning and you are in a tough place, God's sending someone to you to help you. Amen? I Let's do something. If, you, if, you, if you're, be honest, if you, if you need Help from God this morning. Just raise your hand right now. If you're in a tough place, you need a mirror. Hallelujah, look at these responsive hands. Lord, I thank you. I want to pray over you. Keep them hands raised. Right now, in Jesus' name, Father God, I thank you that you are sending the righteous. God, you are sending a healthy relationship. You are sending help, God. I just released the Holy Spirit in this place, our ultimate helper. God, but I thank you that you are sending people into our lives that we can trust, and people that have our backs, and people that have our good interest at heart, and people that love us and accept us just the way that we are in Jesus' name. Anybody receive it? Amen. He's on the way. Jesus Christ Himself is on the way. your inheritance, your blessing into existence. As you're going through the test, going through the fire, going through the valley, whatever uh, that thing is that is trying to come against you, don't forget that you have been adopted by the king of kings. No one below him, right? And so when you have an inheritance, hear me, you have an inheritance. Don't forget that. You know, that raises the bar on how I should even walk and talk and act. Right? I can act confident because I know my God has got this, right? And that, that inheritance is also, <laughs> hear me, forever. <laughs> as soon as you accept Jesus, that inheritance is yours. And then guess what? We're going to read here this morning that Jesus actually goes before us and prepares a place for that inheritance to be stored up, waiting for you, based upon. Your faith and obedience. Are you faithful? Are you obedient? Because if you are, there's a payoff, <laughs> right? That's what, that's what it's all about. I mean, I'm not saying we're living for God so I get all this stuff, but I'm living for God because I love him, but there's a, there's a benefit <laughs> to my trials and tribulations, right? And he has overcome the world, right? And so let's look at that next point. And so as I'm talking about struggles and, and tests and trials, you know, sometimes those tests and trials, the Lord has shown me this the dynamic of this message. How important family is to our, our freedom and our growth and how the enemy tries to pervert that, right? And so... Even the devil knows that you need some people to keep you accountable, some people that are going to love you and accept you for just the way that you are, right? And so he tries to come in a lot of times into our lives at early ages through our what our earthly families to tarnish what family is really meant to be about, right? So sometimes the root of the toughest issues, the problems, my hurts, my pains that we face are because of my earthly family or lack thereof. Some of us maybe didn't even have a family. Maybe our grandparents raised us. Or I just felt disowned, and I I don't know where you're at or what your family life looks like, but there's no perfect family other than this one the kingdom of God. Right? And that's why it's essential that we are a member of God's forever family. And if you did grow up with a rough family, I don't know if there's, you just, had less than, you grew up poor, maybe you grew up, there was abuse, neglect. It was not God's fault that you had to grow up with a family that way. Thing about living for God is he gives everybody free will and a choice, right? And so your family at that time necessarily wasn't living for God, What I guess I want to say to you this morning is your family didn't have a choice maybe back then, but right now if you're here with us watching online, right now here you have a choice. God loves you. He wants you to be a part of this this forever family that he's provided for you or trying to provide for you, right? A lot of us, have grown up to become the people that we are today, the good, the bad, and the ugly, based on what type of family that we had. Right? And so, on the flip flip side of that coin, when you are part of a healthy church or a forever family, you get to become the same as that family. You get to become, we're all striving to become like Christ, but we are all becoming like Christ together, right? And so, there's so much in this message. Sometimes when I am doing life and I get into a fight with someone in my family, where do you go when the problem, when the issue, when the hurt, when the pain was caused by somebody in my family? I think that's real preaching. Nobody really talks about that. And that's really the cool dynamic where we're showing me is because sometimes the family is the problem. And this is why you need a forever family for when that happens. Because where do you go when your family is the problem? Your church, right? And we can help and we can guide, Right? Friends are good, but that's why you need a forever family that has your back. That's why we do Sunday mornings. That's why we do small groups. That's why we have Band of Brothers. That's why we have Connection Track and Grow Track. And we just started our Elevated Women's uh, small group, right? That's why we have free counseling. If you're not using that stuff, not plugged in that stuff, please. What are you waiting for? Get involved. Let's look at 2 Corinthians um, chapter 1-7. through 7. It says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of Of all our comfort. Somebody say comfort. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. When we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. There is a theme that I want you to get from all those verses of the comfort that is available in God. And that's why I love the kingdom of God. Because if you're struggling, it probably wasn't long back when I was struggling, so I can probably help you through that struggle more than likely. And so I see your pain. I know I came from some pain, but I know what Jesus can do in it and through it, right? And so hopefully the pain I was going through, someone came alongside me and comforted me, right? And it is a cycle of life that God wants us to get involved with. And we comfort each other and we pray for each other and we believe for each other and we lay hands on others, right? And that's what we do. That's what the church um, uh, supplies is that comfort and that acceptance through the family of God. Let's look at that next point. Another reason I need a family, forever family, a family of God, because most mountaintops we encounter in this life are impossible to climb and conquer by yourself. We all need help, encouragement, and godly wisdom to see a victory, and God meets these personal needs through your church family. You cannot achieve the God-sized dreams in your life without some support, without some help, without some some real relationships, right? You cannot achieve those those things in your life without having some people that are coming alongside you that have your back, right? Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. It says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person fails, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Do not be that person that falls alone. On their own. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three, he says, are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Is not easily broken. Asking for help does not make you weak. Asking for help does not make you weak. And this, this verse works really great for like team building and uh, coaching a sports team. But God's word is deeper. Somebody say deeper. This is about family. This is about family. And so asking for help does not make you weak. You need somebody to go to and ask, be able to ask for help. So stop trying and failing over and over and over on your own. It, it hurts. It's painful. It's a lot more painful falling on your own than it is swallowing your pride and saying, hey, I ain't got this. I need your help. I need your prayers. The pain of, of, of pushing that pride down and reaching out for help is a lot better than falling on your face, getting addicted to whatever you were addicted to before, hurting your family and all the the things that come with that, it's not worth it, right? That next point, I'm wrapping up, believe me. I know some of you are like, man, it's about lunchtime. If you feel alone or like you are an outsider looking in, you probably are. If what I've said today, if you feel like you're on the outside looking in, you probably might be. But that breaks God's heart. That breaks his heart that you feel that way. That breaks my heart that you feel that way. Okay, here's the good news. Jesus, he says, come. Come. Come, taste and see. Come here for yourself. Am I a liar? He says, I can't lie. Come, see there is still a place, hear me, in a seat at the King. somebody say king's, table with your name on it. There is a place and a seat at the king of kings' table with your name on it. God has prepared and provided a place just for you and his forever family. He has. Believe me, let me prove it to you in scripture. John 14, 1-4. One, four, one of my favorite passages of scripture is Jesus. He's about to go and do the thing. What thing, pastor? The most important thing that ever was given for mankind. He's about to go to the cross and lay it all down, right? But he's he's comforting his forever family, his disciples, those that were in ministry with him and those that knew him best. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in me. There is... More than enough. Somebody say more than enough. More than enough. Say that again, more than, more than enough. There is more than enough for you, he says. More than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, what I have told you, you know, Jesus, don't lie. That I am going to prepare, there it is a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way... To where I am going. There is more than enough. Jesus has gone before you and prepared a place. He's going to come back and get you and show you the way because you don't know the way. He loves you. He's done that for you. There is more than enough. He has prepared a place for you. I promise you. You have to choose Him. That last point I want to leave us with today before I close this out in prayer. You can come up here if you want, Alan. If you have not taken your rightful, somebody say rightful. You've been adopted. You can't be taken out of His will and testament. Your rightful seat and place, what are you waiting for? Don't waste another second of your life doing it alone because your eternal destination, hear me, is depending on it. You can either enter into a place that Jesus Christ has before gone to prepare for you in love and acceptance and in mercy and grace, all those things waiting for you. Or if you choose not to choose who God is, you got something else waiting for you. And I don't say that to scare you because I don't want to scare anybody into the kingdom of heaven. It, it can work people try and do that but people most likely don't respond to that because I want to say that there is a real heaven and there is a real hell and God's saying you want you can come He wants you to come amen would y'all join me in prayers we get ready to close today and so if you're here today and maybe, Maybe Christ is not your Lord and Savior. You've never made that decision, or maybe you have, and you've fallen down, but you want to get back on the horse. You want to rededicate your life. You want to say yes to not just God and Jesus. You want to say yes to a forever family, a church that will have your back, a commitment to the kingdom of God. If you want to do that today, you want to make that commitment to a forever family, a commitment to God. Right now is your moment. If you're already born again and saved, I want you to pray for the lost right now. I want you to, if you want to make that decision today, I want you to stand up right now. Stand up right now. If you're watching online, go ahead and you stand up too. I know I can't see you, but you can see me and God can see you for sure. If you want to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior today, I want you to stand up. You got to do something about it. You got to say, God, I hear what you're saying Well, Father God, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, God, that based on our, our faith and our deeds today, God, we've shown ourselves to be born again. Lord, and I thank you for this forever family that I'm a part of, that we're all a part of. Lord, and I, I just pray you would raise the bar uh, in our personal lives. God, if, if I don't have somebody ahead of me spiritually and somebody behind me spiritually and somebody beside me spiritually that I'm not doing life with, God, I need to get connected. That's the only way I can grow. I need somebody ahead of me, somebody behind me, somebody who's gone before me and and done the things, and somebody behind me that hasn't seen what they're going to go through yet, somebody beside me who can encourage me as we run together. So if we don't have those three people in our lives, I pray, God, that we would, on purpose, intentionally do that for ourselves. God, we would get connected with real people doing real life and real relationships at Liberty Church. God, so we love you. We thank you for your word today. Be with us as we go. We ask this all in by faith, Lord, and we ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, we love y'all very much. Okay? Uh, anybody glad you came today? Came to church? Good? Awesome. We're glad you came too, okay? So y'all are dismissed. Uh, be safe, and we hope to see you again next week, okay?